right, brothers and sisters, welcome back to the Ask Us Why podcast. We are now diving into the book of Proverbs, chapter by chapter, daily devotional, coming at you with some takeaways, quick and to the point to get you going with your day with a little bit of wisdom. And we're going to be talking about chapter one. Chapter one is broken up into three different sections. It starts off with what's called the beginning of knowledge, and then it goes into the enticement of sinners and the call of wisdom. It's a great first chapter. Solomon is trying to set the stage. As you can read here in verse eight, it says that, hear my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teachings. So Solomon setting the stage and seems like he is writing this to his son at the time. And we'll kind of see a progression as things go from his son to his sons and then just to a general audience. But the setting of the stage is a father's instructions and your mother's teachings. So Solomon's kind of trying to set the stage already that he is trying to emphasize the point of the importance of teaching your children, which I think is ultimately what we're going to find through the book of Proverbs is that the the entire purpose of the Proverbs and why Solomon wrote it was so that he could teach his kids to grow up to live wise lives and not to fall into the depths and to the deception of evil and sin that ultimately leads to ruin in our lives. And in the same sense, Solomon even says it in verse four up above. I'll actually just read the first section for you guys. We'll just kind of go through the first couple of verses here. It says, the, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealings, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. And then verse seven, you probably heard this one before. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You, if you noticed above uh, verse four, it says to give prudence to the simple and knowledge and discretion to the youth. So that's kind of a, a highlighted sentence or a verse that Solomon says where we're kind of given direction to the purpose of wisdom. And one is to give prudence to the simple. And you'll hear this word simple a lot. It's used in a lot of uh, the scripture in the Proverbs. You'll kind of see that word recurring over and over again. And basically the simple one is someone who is uneducated and needs instruction. The word indicates the person whose mind is dangerously open. He is gullible, he is naive. He may have opinions, but he lacks deeply thought through and feel tested convictions. So that's kind of who the simple is. And we're going to read about them a lot throughout this. But I guess my first question is, is would you consider yourself to be simple where your mind is open? And we kind of live in a day and age today where your mind is kind of pushed to be open. And there's some benefit to that to kind of, you know, give some perspective and to open our, our field of scope. But what happens is that when we open our perspective too wide and we listen to the voice of every single person and try to affirm and believe everything that they say, we're going to find ourselves in confusion. And before you know it, we're going to be just as lost as they are. So we have to know that there are parameters that come with wisdom. There are certain truths in life that are absolute truths, things that we need to follow that keep us centered on what God has called us to. And if we kind of stray from those things and we find ourselves being way too open to so many ideas and theologies or um, to different philosophies in life and, and opinions and all that kind of stuff, it's ultimately just going to get just mixed up into this giant crock pot and it's just going to eventually blow. It's building up pressure and eventually you're going to get to a point where you're so confused and so lost that you have no idea 
what you're doing. So that's what the simple is. And if you consider yourself to be someone of a simple mind, then that would be an encouragement to like limit the amount of openness you have. And not in a sense where you don't want to hear people, but just keep in a tight rein on what is truth and wisdom that we know from scripture, because ultimately that is where we find the most direction in life. Not from those who think that they've done through life, but they're going to change their opinion like next week. Like, come on, we know that. That happens all the time. Happens for me. I change my opinion all the time on things. But when it comes to wisdom, the truths of scripture, I don't change my mind on those things. Those are those are primary and the others are secondary. So kind of moving into the next couple of sections, there's only two things that I really want to highlight for you guys for this uh, first chapter. And again, I just want to encourage you guys, when you guys read the scriptures and when you uh, are listening to this podcast, I just want to encourage you that this should not replace your need to read scripture. The, this can be great for you starting off your morning, trying to get a, a head start, giving you some, some practical application for your day, a great takeaway. Those things are awesome, but it should not replace your need for scripture in your life. You should be in the word. You should be reading it. And I would encourage you to be reading the full chapters, even though I'm only talking about a couple of things in them, because you can find so much more great nuggets of wisdom in here. Every single verse has something to learn from, and I would just encourage you guys to take the time to be intentional with reading your Bible along with this podcast. So the first thing we're going to go through is uh, it says in verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Now, if you remember from my, my first video, the introduction video or podcast episode, going through setting the stage for Solomon. Solomon is someone who was the wisest man in the land. He received wisdom from God because that's what he asked for and the Lord was pleased by it. And he was the wisest person in the region. Everybody went to this guy for advice, for wisdom, for direction, because he was known as being the most wise, right? So he actually was someone who had thousands and thousands of proverbs that he knew, pieces of wisdom that he could have used to to put into this book, but he only chose a certain amount, a limited amount, hundreds of them instead of thousands to put in the actual Proverbs book. And because of that, we should really be paying close attention to the words that we read because they are intentional. They're very intentional with what he chooses to say, when he chooses to say it, and so we should pay close attention to those things. And that is true of all scripture. And we should never use that against scripture to say that, well, you know, that shouldn't be applied in other areas. No, all of scripture is God-breathed and useful for us. And so we should not neglect any of the scriptures, but at the same time, just pay extra close attention to the Proverbs because of given that context. And so what we're seeing here is the first thing that Solomon even says, going into wisdom of everything that he needs or wants to share with his son, the first thing he says is that if sinners entice you, do not consent. So the first thing that he does is he's trying to set the stage for the community around his child who he is surrounded by and who is a temptation to him. And he gives he gives them wisdom and he says direction or he gives him direction and says to not consent to that. And there is extreme significance to what he is saying here. And we're going to actually see the contrary and the irony of this kind of come back on Solomon. And I'll talk about it in a minute. But the first takeaway that I have for you guys is not only who do you surround yourselves with? But the deeper question is, is who do you let influence you? Think in your life, who are the people that you surround yourself with? Because that's obviously the first and most important. But sometimes it might not even be the people we surround ourselves with. It's the people that we listen to. It's the Instagram pages that we follow, the YouTube channels that we follow, those influencers, those speakers, those teachers, whoever it is, who are the people that influence you the most? And of those people... What are they encouraging you the most in? Are they pointing you towards scripture? 
Are they pushing you closer to your relationship with God? Are they challenging you to grow in your faith every day? Or are they doing the opposite? Or are they even passive in it, that they don't care about those things? Either way, one of those go, they're not going to lead you towards God and your relationship with him. And so our takeaway is to do a self-audit, to do a self-audit on who our closest friends are. You've heard the phrase, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. It's a really common one, but there's even one that's called the law of the average of five, which is to say that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. There's some truth to it. There's obviously some room for um, anomalies to some of those things, but the, the principle is really true there that who you spend the most time with is who you're going to be most like, right? If uh, my, my uh, one of my friends, he likes to say, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. Um, but if you hang around a certain amount, like type of people long enough, you're going to, to be more like them. And if you're going to surround yourself with people that are not good influence, that push you away from Jesus, or it might not even be that they are intentionally pushing away from Jesus. It could be unintentional, but if they're fueling the insecurities you have, if it's fueling the sin and the temptations that are in your life, then those are also great reasons for you to pull back from those friends. And it's not necessarily a purge where you're, you're going to completely disembark your relationships with them, but it definitely means that you have to set up parameters to protect yourself from those people because you ultimately do not want to fall into sin because it does lead to destruction. And this is actually so ironic because this is the exact opposite of what happens to Solomon at the end of his life. If you remember from our introduction is that Solomon at the end of his life, he had 1,000 wives, 700 wives, 300 concubines. And because of those relationships, they weren't all from Israel. They were from all different regions and from tribes. And so he was influenced and he was told not to do this. And he even says not to do this because you'll be influenced by their ways. It literally says right here, if they entice you. And in the same sense, he was enticed by the tradition of other gods from those wives. And because of that, he fell into sin and ultimately it pushed him away from Israel and his relationship with God. And it led to his destruction and to his demise. And so you kind of see this kind of go full circle on him is that like the most important thing he talks about is the exact thing that led him to destruction. So if anything, let that sit and add weight to that fact, because there is some serious truth to who you choose to surround yourself with and the consequences that can come from it. The last thing that I want to talk about is uh, the call of wisdom section verses 20 through 33 talks about the idea of woman of, a, of wisdom personified as a woman calling out in the streets. And we see in verse 20, it says, wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the market, she raises her voice. And as you kind of go through it, you'll read that they choose not to listen to her. In verse 24, it says, because I have called and you refuse to listen and have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. And then as there, as it continues, it's basically going to say that when terror does strike like a storm and your calamity comes like a wind, whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. And that's not to say the wisdom has abandoned them. What it's implying is that it's completely irrelevant at this point. Like the wisdom should have been applied prior to avoid the calamity in the first place. But because you've found calamity now... Wisdom is irrelevant in that. You can apply it to future situations, but when you cry out for, for wisdom on how to get through something, you're not going to find it because it's, you're too late from it. But what, what's fascinating is that you hear wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the markets, she raises her voice, but it says that we refuse to listen. So that doesn't mean that we didn't hear it. It doesn't imply that we didn't hear, that we have too much noise in our lives, but it says that we chose not to listen. And there is a truth to the fact of, we give our ears and attention to those that we value the most and we'll listen to them. We'll listen to the insight we want to hear from them. 
So a lot of us, we have these podcasts we listen to, these influencers, these uh, other people in our lives where we like to hear, kind of like what I was saying before about like who influences you. We like to listen to a lot of these people about their opinion on things, on their thoughts on what's going on in life, their financial advice, whatever it is. We like to listen to a lot of those people, but the question is, is like how much are we choosing to listen to God and to God's word? The takeaway is to listen to God's wisdom more than the world's folly. And that's not to say that people don't say valid things or there's not truth to some of the things they say. But if we completely neglect wisdom who is calling out to us to listen and to seek and to find, then what we're going to find ourselves is in a place where we have zero of God's wisdom in our life and all of the world's foolishness. We think we have direction, but where does that direction lead to? Where is the ultimate outcome come from that? Because wisdom will lead to so many things. We'll read about those benefits as we go through because Solomon, he's presenting a case of wisdom and trying to really establish the why, the foundation of why wisdom is so important in our lives. But if we neglect to see the importance of wisdom, we're only going to listen to the voices of those outside of it. And it's not going to either, it's not going to do us any good for our relationship with God, but if anything, it could push us away from God. And that's the last thing that we want. And so we have to be really careful to set parameters around our lives, to listen to the things that matter most, and to heed to scripture and the calling of wisdom so that we do receive life and life to the full, as Jesus tells us. Those are the couple of takeaways that I have for you guys in this first chapter. I hope that those are applicable for you in some sense. They should be. They are for me, at least. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to be jumping into chapter two tomorrow. Reminder, so this episode is a little bit late to posting, but they're going to post every night at midnight so you can listen the next morning. I hope you guys are consistent with it. I hope this is valuable for you. Let me know your feedback. I'd love for you to leave a review. It is super helpful for me to reach other people and to get some insight and feedback as to how we're doing. And if you want to support me in the ministry and everything that we're doing here, head over to the shop at askuswhyshop.com. With that being said, I'm going to close this out in prayer, and then I'm challenging you guys to spend a little bit of time in prayer before you go into work or before you start your day, whatever it is, if you haven't done this already, because prayer is important and I want to encourage you to do that. So if you would, if you're driving, don't actually close your eyes, but if you would just uh, home in your attention real quick, I'm just going to just leave this in a prayer. Jesus, uh, we call upon your name and we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the gift that you have given us. We thank you for the gift of life. And we thank you for the gift of wisdom that you would be generous enough to impart your design and your intention for design and how we are to live um, on a day-to-day basis that we have full access to every single day. And Lord, I just pray that we would continue to seek out wisdom and that we would set up parameters in our lives to protect ourselves from those who entice us into sin and those who give voice to the folly in this world. And I just pray that we would just heed to your calling, that we would cling to the scriptures and that we would cling to your wisdom and seek it out and not just listen, but to also apply so that we may find life in it and life to the full. Lord, I thank you so much for these people that are listening to this podcast, and I just pray blessings upon them. I pray that their day is full of joy and love and opportunity to share your love with them. I thank you so much for this podcast and everything that we get to do, because this is such a great country with so much freedom, and I'm so blessed by it. And I just pray that you continue to be with us as we go through this series. In your name we pray, amen. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. I hope you have a great rest of your day. See you tomorrow.